What's going on? Welcome into Pels and Whistles right here on the Believe Network. Pels and Whistles is sponsored by Bet Online. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside Rel Myers. It's our final show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just playing. It's our final show <laughs> of 2022. We'll ring in the new year, of course, with your New Orleans Pelicans. They have a back-to-back starting tonight with the Philadelphia 76ers. Then uh, they'll head up to Memphis for a, a nice way to end the calendar year with your division foe. And today should be a fun show. We'll go over uh, the Pelicans and some NBA New Year's resolutions. We'll talk about their thrilling win over the Minnesota Terminals on Wednesday night and plenty more. Well, it's a, it's a great day. I know it's a, a rough day weather-wise there in New Orleans, but hopefully that does not deter people from showing up tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Yeah, I wasn't expecting uh, this weather to be like this this morning, but um, I don't think it's going to deter anybody. You know, I think uh, it's another sold out game. Uh, we've swept the week with with sold out games, so it's going to be a good time no matter what. Let's let's go back to Wednesday because I feel like there's so much to unwrap mm-hmm. from that game. And one was the game three hours long. It seemed like based oh, on man. <laughs> it, it was so bad. The, all the whistles, the flagrants, the technicals, the reviews. Um, mm-hmm. The third quarter like, itself was the worst. I think someone, I think it was Mason Ginsburg trying, I think it was like 47 minutes long. That and sounds about right. I remember when we got into the bonus uh, about two minutes into the quarter, and then the next five minutes took at least 20 minutes to go by. And who knows how the last five minutes, it was just, it was way too long of a quarter. But they were able to pull off the win. Um, what stuck out to you about the win on, on Wednesday night? I bet you there's so many things, but is there anything you can pinpoint to? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, you know, Zion's performance, but we'll get to that. But they fought from behind all night. And there's so many different times in, you know, in previous years where they were fighting from behind and they could just never catch up and never get over the hump. And, you know, it's, it's a different team now. It's a different mentality. It's kind of like they were – um, preserving their energy <laughs> until yeah. the end, until Zion was like, you know what, guys, just give me the ball, watch me work, you know. So, yeah, it was it was an impressive win with the way they kind of they hung around all night, didn't really let you know the lead get too out of hand, and then all of a sudden they just kind of turned it on in the last uh, you know three or so minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean, thirty three points in the second half for Zion. I think he had what thirteen in the final couple minutes of the ball yeah, 13, game. 14, I think, yeah. I mean, I think that was a franchise record for, you know, consecutive points, I think, down the stretch. Or, I mean, he just – he fully took over. And yeah. the the image of him, at, you know, just kind of letting it all out at the end there. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I mean, that was – I mean, people were talking about that the, the next day. You know, of course, our good friend Skip Bayless was talking about, was that performance <laughs> better than Luka Doncic? And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. But Why I mean, are they even that, being compared, you know? No, I think the – I think a lot of people uh, saw a little bit of what – zion can do which was pretty nice yeah that was that was really awesome um and it was awesome to be in there you know it's just it's been so loud in there lately and um <laughs> i was talking to uh uh chris on hoop spaces yesterday and he it was a couple of pelicans fans in there and someone said the blender and he didn't he's like I, I hate that name and i was like listen it makes perfect sense and like not 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 a lot of people are just so thrilled with the name smoothie king center but blender makes sense um but one thing I forgot to say to him until after the fact is that, you know, when you, when you use a blender, like how loud does that thing get? Right. right. So now now we're living up to, to that name because it's just the atmosphere in there. has been it's been wild, but it's been a good, good time. Yeah. And I think it will be another good time tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll get to that in a second with uh, Joel Embiid coming to town. I think he'll experience a little bit of a different atmosphere than he did 
on opening yeah. night last year, but there's so many things on wrap from that Minnesota game. The first one I feel like was D'Angelo Russell's comments after the game that I feel like you can interpret both ways. I think people mm -hmm. took it both ways. It was Zion's playing football, the rest playing basketball. I think some people took it as he's complaining about the officiating and how Zion just kind of bullies his way in there. Mm -hmm. I think he also, although other people interpreted it as he's just so big, he he's basically playing a different sport out there. Mm -hmm. When you heard those quotes from him, which way did you interpret those those comments from D'Angelo? Uh, I took it as him um, complaining about the officiating, um, especially with the the number of free throws that Zion had. I think he shot 19. Um, but I, I was looking at um, Locked on Wolves, and I left a comment on their episode, and I said, you know, the last several games, Zion's uh, – you know, he, he's shot a few more free throws, but out of the last 10 games, there's maybe six times that he shot 10 or more free throws. But in the stretch of five games before that, he was shooting like eight or four or two, or there was a game where he even shot one. So I said, you guys just happen to be on the bad end of a night where they decided to start giving him free throws. Like he's getting fouled, but, um, you know, they don't, they don't call it all the time. Um, otherwise, the game would be much longer than it was on Wednesday. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, I think he was complaining about the officiating, which just stop following him, you know? Find find a way to to actually stop him. But if you can't find a way to stop him, it sounds like you kind of have to follow him. So, I thought oh they well. have a two-time defensive player of the year on their squad. I thought that that was the guy that's supposed <laughs> to stop yep, big old guy who. I said he's he's never been defensive player of the year in my book, and – we saw what happened. So I don't even think he got like 10 rebounds against us on Wednesday either. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's up with that guy, but he might've had more flops than rebounds. I think yeah. the other night, <laughs> but I'm not think impressed. You're absolutely right though. There he's getting fouled all the time. And I think we've talked about this on this episode, on this show before mm -hmm. about it's getting to, I think Shaq territory as far as how to try to officiate him. It's, it was yeah. so hard to officiate Shaq because I'm sure they're fouling him every single time down the floor when he's going to the rim. But yeah. Zion's getting fouled the same way. And I feel like it's so hard to differentiate whether he's getting fouled or you're just going to have to let some contact play through. But there's going to be some refs that are seeing the way he's getting guarded and are going to call those things. So it, you just have to figure out a way to stop it. That's the whole point of this game of basketball. <laughs> there's good players out there, and you have to figure out a way to stop them. And if, if it's double teaming or, or triple teaming him, then – you got to pay the consequences for everyone else out there. And I think that's, I think, yeah. I think people are finally realizing like, well, we can either try to guard Zion or, well, we got CJ McCollum out there. Eventually you're going to have Brandon Ingram out there. You're going to mm -hmm. have other guys out there that are, are Trey Murphy dropping threes. Oh yeah. I think people are experiencing the kind of depth and how dangerous team can be when, when Zion's at full force. And he was certainly like that the other night. Yeah, he was it was almost like that was his own like flu game, right? <laughs> his first game back from COVID, reconditioning and stuff. And no, uh, 43 points though, five assists. That was uh that was something to see in those last few minutes, just going on a you know, 14 or however many point run by himself. Um yeah, I don't think we've seen anything like that from anybody else on our roster. So that was um that was really cool. I think um all the starters were in double figures again. Mm -hmm. um, Trey had 21 points and he had, um, he was five for, I don't know, five for six or five for seven or something from beyond the arc. So that was awesome to see him knocking down some shots. And, and Zion was really taking advantage of, you know, when, when Trey's man is starting to 
drift over to Zion. He's like, mm -mm, nope, and pass it to Trey. Trey's wide open. And that's exactly, exactly what we're looking for. So when you have someone who is basically um, an elite shooter with somebody who has elite rim pressure, um, it's, it's a pretty sick combination. <laughs> and I think that's what we were waiting to see last year is Trey Murphy. He did obviously really well in his rookie year. You saw the growth in him, but I think mm -hmm. all he needed too was another guy down there that draws so much attention that it's going to yeah. leave Trey wide open for threes. And, and Trey's been taking advantage of that, which is what he should be doing. And that's, I think, kind of the makeup of this team. So I definitely agree with you. Zion does such a good job of finding others um, when he is getting doubled and others are taking advantage of knocking down shots or getting to the rim as well because they're also focused on Zion. So, I mean, that's a team, that's a recipe for why you're, you're 10 games over 500. But another thing I wanted to bring up is the very end of the game, and some have pointed this out on Twitter as well, is Dyson Daniels' defense against Anthony Edwards on the final shot of the game. I mean, that's yeah. a rookie right there, staying calm against a guy that gets buckets every night. Uh, an ISO player like Anthony who could drop that shot at any time. And Dyson held his own and forced a really tough shot on him. I was pretty pleased with that defense on that final play. Yeah, I was I was nervous, man. Uh, we we were supposed to get an extra free throw, right, for that mm -hmm. delayed game situation that happened. <laughs> so I still – I watched the game back, and I still have no idea – what was going on with that whole thing but um that was like i started to panic a little bit because it's like hey man like you guys owe us another free throw and so then you know they didn't give us the extra free throw but zion shot his second one and he missed it and now it's like okay oh boy there we go <laughs> but you know dyson to the rescue and um speaking of dyson and australian people lyle got to meet dyson after the i game. saw that that's awesome <laughs> so that was super super cool what a trip um, for I him, him huh <laughs> i know when i saw him i said man look I got a good feeling about tonight. I think something special is going to happen for you. <laughs> and so he's just like, you know, he hopes so. But um, yeah, that, that was really cool. But big, um, big kudos to, to Dyson for, you know, going straight up and, and sliding his feet and doing everything he was supposed to do to make that shot difficult for, for Anthony Edwards and, um, you know, helping us clutch a, a, an important win. Yeah. And I, I, you're right. As far as his, his footwork, I, when I watched the play over and over again, I just watched to see how he played his defense, how he stayed with his hands up, um, mm -hmm. you know, drawing contact with his body, but not enough, obviously, for a foul to be generated, just kind of right. staying within Anthony Edwards and and not giving him that space, and it forced him to do a fadeaway shot. And I, I thought it was perfect defense. For those that are wanting to get into the game of basketball and learning how to play defense, go watch that play again and, and see what Dyson <laughs> Daniels was able to do to stop Anthony Edwards. So. Um, thanks to some help with some other teams, uh, the Pelicans are right back out there as the number one seed in the Western Conference. And this is 34 games in row, 22 <laughs> and 12. I, I, I don't think there's any fluke now anymore as far as what this team is capable of doing. And, and they are what their record shows. Everyone talks about that. They are what their record shows right now. Mm -hmm. And I think it was you that pointed out or someone else pointed out conference record is what really sticks out to me in a tough Western conference. Uh, they're one of the yeah. top teams as well, where Memphis is still having a hard time in that Western conference where jaw is very confident in saying that I'm fine <laughs> with everyone in the Western conference. I'm not sure they are, but the, the main point I'm, I'm trying to make here is, is that, you know, this was not a, Oh, this is just a hot start for the Pelicans to start the season. I mean, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're winning in every single fashion that they possibly can. And I think it just shows the growth of this team through 34 games. Yeah, I think we, in the earlier episodes, we talked a lot about what type of sample size do we need to see before we know what we're working with. But we've we've dealt with so many injuries. Um, we've seen 
maybe the big three in a third of these 34 games. Um, so at, at this point, you know, we can kind of tell what we've got going, especially as far as the bench depth goes. Um, those guys have been pretty impressive, especially that game uh, against uh, Indiana. That was, uh, you know, I thought we were going to lose, like I said. Yeah. But <laughs> we pulled it off. So these these are not the Pelicans of, of years past. But um, just kind of, yeah, looking at the standings, which, you know, we all spend so much time looking at the standings these days because it's, it's just cool to see that we're, we're up top and we got a, a game of separation between us and, and Memphis and uh, the, the Clippers are down there. They're two and a half games behind. But we're tied with Denver for first. Um, I don't know what their schedule is looking like for their next. Let's see. Oh, they play tonight against the Heat, which the Heat are kind of weird this year. So yeah. Uh, Denver's a four-point favorite in that, so they might go ahead and win that. But we just got to keep winning. We got to win tonight, and then uh, that New Year's Eve game against Memphis is super, super, super important. Before we get to our New Year's resolutions, I think let's just talk quickly about tonight's game against the Philadelphia 76ers, one of the hottest teams in the NBA, along with the Brooklyn Nets, what they've been Mm -hmm. able to do. But uh, I think what comes to mind, and I've seen this as well, Joel Embiid came in here, home opener, regular season opener last year, and said, I don't know if I could play here because the crowd wasn't loud and it wasn't filled up and they don't care. I think they're going to see tonight how much this fan base cares. And I'm I'm really excited to see how the Pelicans stack up against one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I think um, I think we'll be either like pleasantly surprised, like, oh, wow, we're really hanging with these guys. Or we're going to be pleasantly surprised where we're like, wow, we're... <laughs> We're winning by 15 the whole game or something, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not really sure at all what to uh, what to expect with this with this matchup tonight. I think let's see. I haven't spent a lot of time watching um watching the Sixers this season. They're they're kind of like the same how I feel about Toronto. It's like, you know, I know they got some good pieces, but I don't typically like turn on one of their games and see see how it's going for them so maybe today i'll watch one or two of their um games leading up to this one and see see what they've got going on but you know i've seen enough joel Embiid and james harden and stuff so uh, i don't know what's really new but i know they're getting tyrese maxi back allegedly you know they say yeah. he's like probable or questionable no he's definitely playing <laughs> we know how that goes <laughs> i circled the date remember i had saying that text earlier this week i was like here it goes tyrese maxi scheduled to play against the pelicans just yep circled it on the calendar <laughs> Everyone comes back for the Pelicans. But yeah, I mean, that's another thing. I mean, this is a team that's been playing so well, and then they get Maxi back. Um, but I think it's going to take him a little bit of time to get back in the swing of things, too. So maybe you catch yeah. them in a on a day where Maxi struggles a little bit and see if, you know, Zion versus Embiid, I think that's going to be, or Jonas versus Embiid, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I just know it's going to be a lot of flopping on, on you know, one of these particular players that you just named. <laughs> but uh, Philly's a one-point favorite, uh, it looks like potentially uh, we'll see how that goes. That can go anyway, you know? Okay. So. We'll see what happens. All right. <laughs> let's get to some new year's resolutions. I feel like we've been yeah. promoting this for the last week here. Um, we're going to take it as in new year's resolutions for the Pelicans or something around the league, but I'm sure mm-hmm. also some of your new year's resolutions as it always is, is to make more money to get rich. And there's uh, another way to do that. And that is bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines, find reviews and news for every league, major league baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting props and futures head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join 
and make your first sports bet. We'll help you. Use the promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. So that's your first thing, win more money in 2023, which hopefully you can do <laughs> with Bet Online. Rel, I'll let you go first. If you have a New Year's resolution for the Pelicans, what would uh, it be? So for the Pelicans, let's see. I have some some for myself that are Pelicans related, and then okay. I have some from some other people that are Pelicans related. Um, one person said, uh, getting more Pels merchandise and becoming a bigger Lakers hater, <laughs> which I found to be pretty funny. Um, another person said to remain humble through all the success that we're experiencing, which I think is um, a really, really good point to make. Um, that's that's a good resolution to have. We don't want to yeah. get out of control and, and start acting like, uh, you know, our, our stuff don't stink. <laughs> it's just like, enjoy the process, enjoy the, you know, the success, enjoy this team and, and how well they get along and, um, you know, in, in the fun that they're providing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one somebody had was the, to go full strength, uh, you know, for a deep playoff run, which I think that's probably on everybody's list. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, for me, I didn't have any that were, like specific straight up like Pelicans related. Like I want to um, expand my content more and, you know, I don't want to say do more content because like, I'm, I'm posting enough right now. Yeah, you certainly but, are <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't just like, cause there's, it gets to a point sometimes where I'm posting like two videos a day, which I think is totally fine. Don't want to get any more than that. Um, but I just like to, you know, expand the content into, into other like audiences and stuff. Um, and then one that's not specifically Pelicans related, though, is to improve my basketball IQ or my understanding of um, certain principles and things um, in the game. Because I've, I've watched basketball for a really long time. I played basketball for a while, um, for at least six or seven years. Um, I played organized ball. And I even coached middle school for a little while. But, you know, middle school is just it's fundamentals, right? We're not teaching them about picking and rolling and stuff like that. They can barely play ball. Okay. So <laughs> I, um, I asked about that on, uh, on Reddit. And people gave me a lot of YouTube links and stuff to, to check out with, um, you know, different accounts that will explain more intricate basketball stuff. So I'm looking forward to getting into to some of that in the coming year. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that'll be that'll be good. But um, you definitely know a lot about this team and, and the game of basketball already. But I think everyone always I can do the same thing is there's so much that goes into it. I learned a lot just from working there and, and talking to front office and coaches. Mm-hmm. I pick their brain about in certain subjects because it, it's it's really fascinating to see what all goes into game planning, the scouting tendencies. And there's so much to learn um, that you don't see a lot of that when you're when you're watching. Um, so, um, I think those are some great goals. I do have some specific goals for the Pelicans. At least I'll give my first one. I think a new year's resolution for them is to get home court in the first round. I think we've seen enough from them through 34 games that Mm -hmm. we know what this team can be. And again, they're not even fully healthy. We haven't even gotten BI into the picture yet. So for me, I don't see why not this team can't host a first round series for the Western conference. I mean, the depth is there. Um, you've seen them win games with all their big three out or most of their big three out. We've had so mm-hmm. many different mixes and matches in the lineup. This team has played so well together. They're on the same page. They have the same mindset. Why not make it a goal to, you know, not just get in, not just be a top six shoot for the stars. Let's go for a number four seed or higher or better. You know? Yeah. Is this team going to be number one seed 
at the end? They could be. There's no reason <laughs> to say why they're not. I know it's going to be interesting to see which teams emerge in the second half of the season, but I don't think there's any reason why there should be a drop-off enough where they get down to five or six or seven unless, you know, the injuries really, really pick up. So for me, mm-hmm. one of the ones on the court, I would say, is for this team to uh, finish with the top four seed in the West. Is that is that realistic, you think, for New Year's resolution? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's realistic. If we continue on the, you know, the trajectory we're on right now, um, we'll be looking pretty good come, come April in time to figure out the seeding and everything. But um, yeah, it's definitely looking that way. Like they'll be in the top four. Um, it, you know, once again, as long as we can stay healthy and, and we saw Larry get a, a neck contusion. Um, so he's probably out tonight and, and potentially the next game too. Um, yeah, we just, just little stuff like that. As long as, as long as guys are ready to go, um, we should be able to beat anybody. Yep. Um, another one more Jonas Valanciunas stare downs. I don't care <laughs> if it's on Austin rivers. I think there should be at least one a game and that, <laughs> I don't care if it was a screen or I don't care if he just at the beginning of the game, he just stares down the other team like he did. Yeah. I want more of that because I was, <laughs> I was scared for Austin. I really was. <laughs> and I was not even near the situation, but watching yeah. that on repeat, you, you don't want to mess with Jonas Valanciunas. So I would like at least one stare down per game in 2023. Yeah. I've never seen that look, you know, he just seems like such a, a big teddy bear to me. So I, I was like, Whoa, but I was like, I, I get it. I'm not a fan of Austin rivers either. <laughs> So, and Austin was like, what did I do? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All night. Even when he fouled out, he's like, oh, but, but what about me? What about me? And I think they called a double tech on that. And uh, I was watching the replay and, you know, the cameras kind of zoomed uh-huh. in on him. And he's like, well, why am I getting a technical? Well, because you actually pushed him first and he pushed you back. <laughs> so do you not remember that happening? All the so, forearm shove. Like whatever, twice, man. You know? Yeah. It, it was it was unbelievable. I just, I love the stare and yeah. I think that's one of the top videos I've seen and just <laughs> from all angles, I want to see more of it. And I think that's yeah. pretty reasonable to ask, right? Yeah. I think we were just talking about how guys act like they're going to fight and, and people are holding them back and things like that. And then what went down in the Orlando um, Detroit game with Killian Hayes and yeah. Will Wagner. Mm. Um, I was like, Whoa, man, wait till I talk to Daniel about this. That was, I know. Whew. They, they got some suspensions that came down. I think Killian Hayes got three games. Yeah. Um, Mo got two. And then uh, like nine other players got one game suspension. Because they left the bench. Um, yeah. The Magic are going to have eight players available tonight. That's, oh man, not good. But hey, they're, they're bench. You're, so he gets pushed into one bench. So the other bench is coming way down yeah. the court. You know, you're not even supposed to be taking like two steps off the bench. So you're coming way down the other end of the court. You know the that rules. falls on that falls on the assistant coaches too. They're the get back guys. Yeah, they're the get back. <laughs> they need to form like a, a wall with their hands and chain yeah. link and like. I think they were too busy going down there to you know. I know. <laughs> see what was going on. So, um, I thought that was pretty funny that that happened right after we were just saying how people are always being fake tough and things like that. I don't know if if you thought the same thing. And maybe Wagner was a great actor, but it looked like he got knocked out by that Killian Hayes. He got he got hit in the. But uh, I also didn't know if that there. was like, all right, I'm just gonna lay down here and let everyone else fight while I just to get out of it. <laughs> he got hit in the what do you call it, the medulla oblongata or something? Yeah, the medulla oblongata. <laughs> I think for a quick second there, he was like unconscious for a bit. He might have came to really quick because you know he walked off on right. his own two feet. But at first, I don't know why he was just like standing there stiff before he hit him in the back of the head. Yeah. Um, but once he hit him, where he hit him at, it would make sense to me that he might have, you know, kind of lost consciousness for a second there. But 
That was nuts. And people are like, oh, is it Malice in the Palace part two? And no, you can hear close. you can hear yep. the guy on the PA <laughs> stay in your seat. Yeah. Well, this was in Orlando, oh, wow. right? I don't, you know, everyone's happy there. They got Disney World. Was it in Orlando? I thought it was in Detroit. Oh, was it Detroit? Maybe it was. I, I don't but know. Even what, even so, <laughs> even so, the comparisons are totally, and, oh. and I think this also, I think the Malice in the Palace gave Detroit a bad rap. And it I know, did. I think there's, did. I think I saw on, on Twitter too, someone, some guy threw a beer at Ron Artest. Yeah. And then he went to the stands and then. And he hit and, the wrong guy. And he hit the wrong guy. <laughs> Like, I think it's, oh, oh, it's Detroit again, you know, oh, stop. Geez. Killian Hayes, I don't think, was even born when this when this happened. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. But it, it's funny, you just, because when that happened in the palace of mm -hmm. Auburn Hills, which yep. wasn't even in Detroit, um, now they're in, you know, they're in a different place now. They're in Detroit. They're at Little Caesars uh, Arena, uh, the Pizza Pizza Palace. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if fans started nice. throwing pizza slices on the floor, then yeah, maybe we, we would talk a little bit. By the way, they do Yummy. have pizza in the media room. You know, I always rank Ooh. Detroit, uh, Little Caesars uh -huh. Arena, the best media room in the NBA. Really? Are you I a deep dish that. guy or are you a New York slice guy? Like a um, slice. I like both. I like New York slice better than deep dish. Yes. Um, but I will... I will eat deep dish when I go to Chicago, but Detroit's different. Mm -hmm. Detroit's a square style up there. Oh yeah, but I try. I like pizza in, in general. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like pizza in general, but I feel like when I tried deep dish, I tried it in Detroit once. Um, I didn't try it when I was in Chicago, but I tried it in Detroit, um, and I just feel like it's not. It's not pizza to me. It's like a cheesy tomato casserole or something, but not. <laughs> it's a pizza. an acquired taste. It's an acquired <laughs> so, taste. And what's yeah. crazy in Chicago is so popular when you go to the Lou Malnati's or um God, I forget the other one now. It's right on top of my head. But there's basically two <laughs> chains that battle it out in Chicago for deep dish and which one's mm -hmm. better. You have to order it like before you get in there because it takes like 45 minutes to make. Yikes. So you're like, hey, I'm on my Sounds way. Like casserole. Put that, <laughs> put, that, put that pizza casserole in the oven and and by the time I get there, hopefully I'm ready to eat it. But those things oh are popular. Popular, yeah. but yeah. Anyways, if they were throwing pizza slices, then yeah, can you can say the the malice at the Pizza Pizza Palace? But uh, oh, everyone man. stayed in control. But it, it it was funny how we were talking about the the guys that stay behind and hold me back. Killing Hayes yeah. was not like uh uh. But I also don't think that that wasn't necessary from Wagner to do. I think no, nah, not at all. And not that situation all. with a backcourt violation coming. I don't think Killian was going to get it in time, anyways. Yeah, and if he did, he was stepping out of bounds. Like just let it go, man. It's a, a boneheaded play overall. So a boneheaded Hopefully... play that got him leveled in the head <laughs> right afterward. <laughs> oh man. So but I do ahead. have another a New Year's resolution. And this is, I guess, not serious, but you know, this time of year is I think also the worst time of the year. And that's because the train machine gets fired mm. up, you blow the mm. dust off of it. And you go, what can work? What can work for the Pelicans? Yeah. So they Some just people never let it get dust. Yeah, There's no I, dust I, to blow off for a lot no, of No, they, they're doing it in the offseason. They're doing it now. <laughs> but you see things like Trey Young. What about yeah. him? Or can we, and, and I'll take the words from Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers, trust the process. Trust mm -hmm. what they're doing. Because mm -hmm. I know a few years ago, you're like, where's this team going? What direction? And... Everyone wants to see the splash of the free agents, want to see yeah. the trades for everyone. You know, as soon as someone becomes available, why don't the Pelicans get this person? It's like, yeah, why? 
Every time. And we have the assets to get, you know, whoever, but it's, don't you kind of want to let this one cook a little bit and see what happens, you know? My thing is with a team like the Pelicans, and look, I hopefully one day it becomes a free agent destination. And you're seeing from even just the CJ McCollum trade about him wanting to come here. Mm -hmm. This team has come a long way from not having superstars or players want to come here. Yeah. Whether you blame the market, whether you blame the structure of the team, the organization, whatever. I think that's starting to change. Mm-hmm. And so why mess with something that you're doing so well right now? And everyone says if you're not one of these big market teams that can't attract, you have to build through the draft and trades. But what are the Pelicans doing? They're building through the draft. They're building through trades. Mm-hmm. And I think the pieces will come as teams start to really see how good this Pelicans team can be and their stars or players that say, hey, this would be a great place to come and try to get them over the hump to win a championship or get them to the Western Conference Finals, get them to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. I feel like making a big deal at the deadline or making that big splash that maybe some people want. I'm not saying everyone wants this. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are really enjoying the the makeup of this team. Yeah, but just be careful what you wish for, because I feel like we've been waiting for so long for this to be built the right way. Yeah. And it's starting to be built the right way. Yeah. Like you're doing everything right right now. The way things have been handled, you you've got the contract signed by Zion. You've got CJ here. You got B.I. locked in long term. You have your core. You drafted Trey Murphy. You have Dyson Daniels. Of course, you drafted Zion. Like. Mm-hmm. You have Kyra Lewis still in your back pocket. Like, there are so many. Jose Alvarado, you got through undrafted for agency. Yeah. Like, I just think for me, for this Pelicans fan base, just enjoy what you're what you're seeing right now and not wish for this team to – I'm not saying, like, if there's a good move out there, mm-hmm. go for it. But I don't think there is, like, a huge, massive move this team needs to make in order to be good. I think they're good yeah. now. Yeah, I, I don't know who'll be I, available, I wanna, you know. Right. And that means you have to give up players. And I know there are certain players that you might be like, yeah, maybe it's time for them to go. Or, yeah, there's a, a player that might probably fit better than two people or three or whatever on this team. And maybe you make a trade like that. But as far as a big splash, I don't think this team needs it. I think yeah. you have the makeup of this team and how important that locker room is right now. It, you know, it can it's fragile and you don't want to shake things up and break that locker room trust with everyone being so involved. So that'd be my last new year's resolution is get off the trade machine (laughs) and enjoy this team. Enjoy what you're seeing right now because they're having a lot of fun. We're having a lot of fun. Fans are having a lot of fun. More importantly, the city is having fun announcing all of these sellouts with a Wednesday Mm -hmm. night against Minnesota to be sold out last year, two years ago. No way. Absolutely not. In fact, that ESPN picking up Pelicans versus Brooklyn. Brooklyn could be on a 12-13 game winning streak by then. I think the country <laughs> is starting to see what this Pelicans team is made of. And and for and for those that, you know, uh, maybe want to see a move or two, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I would just say enjoy the makeup of this team because I feel like David Griffin, Trajan Lane in his front office, has really built themselves a fun team. And I think they're just getting started. This is a team that was in the play-in last year. Yeah. And all of a sudden, 34 games in, still holding on to the one seed in the Western Conference. So that's my long rant about and my final <laughs> New Year's resolution is to enjoy it. Get off yeah. the trade machine and enjoy what this team is giving you right now. Yeah. One of mine was to not let um, 
I just I remembered that I had said this. It was to not let the injury report dictate my mood. Yeah. <laughs> and this was on the heels of them saying that, you know, we weren't going to have Herb, Dyson, Trey, you know, Zion wasn't coming back. Um, and of course, they're missing BI. So um, that was a rough day leading up to that game. Yeah. But by the time I got there, I was like, we're going to be okay, kids. And we were. It was perfectly fine. So, yeah, I guess, um, like you said, trust the process and trust in the guys that, you know, that are available to suit up because they have, uh, they pretty much proven themselves. So, um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll see the injury report because I can't not see it. Right. right. But I'll, you know, I'll just take it and remain calm. <laughs> right. This team has shown that they can win fully healthy and they can win when there's two or three guys out and four guys out. And I, so um, hopefully you don't get to the point like the magic that only have eight available tonight that you're having to deal with that due to injuries or suspension nonetheless. Um, mm -hmm. But you feel like when you're going into a matchup that you just never know with this team that, Hey, you can't count them out just because they have guys out because they're guys yeah. that have been filling in and they've been playing really well. So yeah, um, I think that's a kind of a lesson we've learned and a, a good lesson that we've been able to experience this year, because you're right in years past, you look at the injury report and go done. Why even watch? Yeah. What's the point <laughs> and go from there. But um, mm -hmm. I think this team's different. And I think we're, we're finally starting to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about tonight and tomorrow's game. And then Monday, uh, who we got coming up on Monday? We got a game. We got a game. I was just looking. Uh, I, thought, I thought the oh, calendar ended. Again, it's Philadelphia again, but on the road, of course. Um, so we got that game, and then we got Houston on Wednesday, and then Friday we got the Nets, and that game is sold out, and that is the first time they're going to wear their new Mardi Gras jerseys. So it should be a fun yep. week. It should be a very fun week, and this has been so far for us very fun to do here in 2022. Um, this is new to both of us um we've done 19 episodes now uh we're seeing the growth we're seeing hey we even got a sponsor plastered right on this bad boy <laughs> which means we're doing something all right right and thanks to bet online for being um, a proud sponsor of this show and others on the believe network we appreciate the believe network for giving us this platform to show mm -hmm. our pelicans fandom and and relay our you know, our excitedness, and if that's even a word, um, <laughs> to everyone out there, we're going to make it a word. That's my New Year's resolution, just create new words for 2023. Excitedness yeah. is one of them. Um, but we really appreciate everyone that has listened, and I think we're up to 15, 16 different countries where someone at least has listened to this. So mm -hmm. everyone worldwide, we thank you. And, and Rel, I feel like this is it's only going to get better in 2023. I've had a lot of fun with you, and uh, keep that hat. For 2023 I, as well <laughs> i have to wear the hat to the game tonight um yeah. it, it's bringing good luck it these hats are hot though when, once you've walked up the steps and gone up the escalator and you're walking around and you're talking to everybody it's a lot of sweat going on <laughs> but it brings good luck so i'm gonna keep wearing it to the game and when we you know when we win i'll wear it on the podcast but yeah the hat's here to stay my wife asked me two nights ago so you're just you're gonna keep wearing the turkey hat right i said how many times yeah Am I going to have to tell you it's a pelican? Well, it looks like a turkey. And I'm like, but it's a pelican. So <laughs> the turkey slash pelican hat stays on for the time being, at least. Perfect. Well, we appreciate <laughs> everyone listening. We'll be back. We're not done yet. Um, we'll be back next week for some more episodes. But thanks for tuning in. If, again, if you have any of your New Year's resolutions, you can tweet at us. Rel, what's your Twitter handle? At my name is Rel underscore. All right. You can follow me at D Salerson. Of course, Believe Network, Believe Sports, your way to follow on Twitter as well. Rel does a great job of getting you the content out there that you see. That's all her um, posting those <laughs> things. So give a shout out to Rel, all the hard work she's been putting in 
to this show as well. So we thank you. Have a safe, happy new year. Enjoy. You're going out to watch the Pelicans game tomorrow and then going out to celebrate. Be safe out there. And we'll talk to you in 2023. For Rel, I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening to Pels and Whistles presented by Bet Online right here on the Believe Network.